the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, if we were to look at John 3, 16, that's a very familiar passage to many of us. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes him, it's not right, believes in him. Do you know the standard sentence structure would be believes him? We go beyond believing Jesus, we believe in Jesus. We go beyond trusting Jesus, we put our trust in Jesus. Well, here on Study Verse by Verse, we have been in the middle of a series called Sharing Jesus, and there are five key statements that Pastor Leighton Sheely has been encouraging us to remember, and we take a look at the last one, saving faith. We begin by what it is not, and then finish up with what it is. Here's Pastor Leighton with today's program, Study Verse by Verse. Well, we're in our fifth week, uh, and we're going to learn together the fifth statement. And the fifth statement is, God's gift of salvation is received through saving faith. Can we say that together? God's gift of salvation is received through saving faith. Again, God's gift of salvation is received through saving faith. One more time. God's gift of salvation is received through saving faith. Now, in these five weeks, we have been using the word salvation and eternal life uh, interchangeably. And you may notice that we did not say God's gift of salvation is received through faith, because there are lots of kinds of faith, and not all kinds of faith lead to salvation. I can say that a key unlocks the door to my house, and that would be a true statement, but it wouldn't be an entirely accurate statement, because only a certain key unlocks the front door to my house. And only a certain faith unlocks eternal life and salvation for us. So the first thing that we want to learn is what salvation is not, because there are a lot of people who think that they have some kind of faith that is related to uh, salvation, and they really don't. So we want to find out what saving faith is not. Some people believe that since they attend church on a fairly regular basis and they know parts of their Bible, they must necessarily be saved. Knowledge about the facts of Jesus' life and death and resurrection is not enough, for people can uh, rebel against them or dislike them. If someone were to say to you, prove to me that just knowledge of the Bible is insufficient, you could point them to James 2.19. James 2.19 says, you say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God? Good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. So what is that saying? It's saying, you might think that knowledge is salvation. It's not. The demons know about God. They know about God's salvation. They're obviously not saved. So knowledge alone is insufficient. The devil knows about God. He knows about God's plan. He knows about God's Bible. When he came to tempt Jesus, what did he use? He used the Bible, didn't he? But the fact that the devil knows the Bible doesn't mean the devil is saved. Knowledge in and of itself is not sufficient. 
Someone, some believe that if they believe that Jesus Christ is who he claims to be, then that might be saving faith. But we find that it's not. We find that it's not as illustrated for us, for example, in John chapter 3, when Nicodemus comes to Jesus. What does Nicodemus say? He says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. So Nicodemus is saying who he believes God, Jesus is and saying, I agree with you. And we find out from the rest of the conversation that he's still not saved because just believing and agreeing that Jesus Christ is who he claims to be is not sufficient for saving faith. There's a missing ingredient that's very, very important. Repentance, as we're going to find. Now, there's another form of faith that some people have. And at first, it might appear to be an evidence of saving faith. These people pray. They might even pray all the time. They pray for the sick. uh, They pray for traveling mercies. They seem to be in prayer all the time. And the fact of the matter is that uh, these people may or may not have saving faith. You see, uh, that is an act of faith. But Jesus Christ did not have to go to Calvary's cross so that we would be healed from sickness or uh, would have a safe vacation. Jesus had to go to Calvary's cross to pay the wages of our sin and purchase us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. There are people who pray all the time, but they don't have saving faith because they never repented of their sins. They are continuing in their sins. So let's repeat the phrase, God's gift of salvation is received through saving faith. Can we say that? God's gift of salvation is received through saving faith. Again, God's gift of salvation is received through saving faith. We've talked about what saving faith is not. Now we're going to look at what saving faith is. Saving faith is trusting in Jesus Christ as a living person for the forgiveness of sins and for eternal life with God. Saving faith is always accompanied by repentance. Now, it's not good enough to just believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world. It's not good enough. We must believe in him as our own personal Savior. We must receive him as our own personal Savior. We need to make the decision to depend upon Jesus to save me the person. And in in doing this, we move from being just an interested observer on the facts of salvation and the teaching of the Bible to someone who is entering into a relationship with Jesus Christ as a living person. Saving faith is trusting a relationship, a trust in Jesus Christ as a living person for the forgiveness of sins and for eternal life with God. Now, there are several words that are used through the Scriptures uh, that are all related in some fashion. There's the word faith and belief and trust. And if we were to use those words in their biblical definition, all of them are accurate in terms of describing saving faith, saving belief, uh, saving trust. However, some of those words have come to mean something different in modern culture. And so uh, when we, we talk about those words, we want to make sure that we're talking about them using the biblical definition. Now, if we were to look at John 3.16, that's a very familiar passage to many of us. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes him. That's not right, is it? It's not right. 
believes in him. Do you know the standard sentence structure would be believes him? In all of the, all of the known uh, contemporary Greek literature of that time, that was the phrase that was used, believe him. Never believe in him. In fact, the scholars say that this is the only place they've been able to find it in all of, in all of the studies that they have done in the Bible. And uh, what Leon Morris says uh, is that this Greek phrase goes beyond mere intellectual agreement or assent, but includes a moral element of personal trust. We go beyond believing Jesus, we believe in Jesus. We go beyond trusting Jesus, we put our trust in Jesus. Now, the model for saving faith is Abraham. And I'd like to invite you to take your Bibles and open them to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. The New Testament speaks of Abraham often. And his relationship with God is described in great depth in the book of Romans. As we've gathered together in recent weeks, we've looked at Romans chapter 3, we've looked at Romans chapter 5, and now we're going to look at Romans chapter 4. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation, and the passage is entitled, The Faith of Abraham. We're in Romans chapter 4. Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. Now, what did he discover about being made right with God? If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. But that was not God's way. For the scriptures tell us, Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. Now, when people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they have earned. But people are counted as righteous not because of their work, but because of their faith in God, who forgives sinners. David also spoke of this when he described the happiness of those who are declared righteous without working for it, from the Psalms. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. Now, is this blessing only for the Jews, or is it also for the uncircumcised Gentiles? Well, we've been saying that Abraham was counted as righteous by God because of his faith, but how did this happen? Was he counted as righteous only after he was circumcised, or was it before he was circumcised? Now, clearly, God accepted Abraham before he was circumcised. Uh, we take a digression here for just a moment. Circumcision was one of the signs of being a part of the Jewish nation. And many people believe that it was with, because you were part of the Jewish nation that you were entitled to God's favor because you'd given it to Abraham and you just deserved that because you were a physical descendant of Abraham. And so that's some of what uh, the, the writer of Romans, the Apostle Paul, is addressing right here. But he's using a legal argument based on precedence. The book of Genesis is arranged in chronological order. In other words, first this event happened, then this event happened, then this event happened, then this event happened. Well, if we were to look at Genesis, we would find that Abraham is introduced in chapter 12. In chapter 15, God declares Abraham to be righteous. 
chapter 15. It is not until chapter 17 that Abraham was circumcised. And so began the practice of circumcision to his descendants. So the argument based on precedence is that circumcision is, of not, uh, is not of value in terms of being declared righteous by God because it wasn't even on the scene when Abraham was declared righteous by God. Genesis chapter 15. So let's continue then. Circumcision was a sign that Abraham had already had faith and that God had already accepted him and declared him to be righteous even before he was circumcised. So Abraham is the spiritual father of those who have faith but have not been circumcised. They are counted as righteous because of their faith. And Abraham is also the spiritual fathers of those who have been circumcised, but only if they have the same kind of faith Abraham had before he was circumcised. Learning what saving faith is not and learning what it is will continue throughout the rest of the week to identify just exactly what saving faith really is when it comes to sharing Jesus. Information about who we are and the church we are a part of can be found at highlands.us. Visit our website today. Again, highlands.us. And then come back and join Pastor Layton tomorrow for another broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.